Thanks, Jack. Tell you what, everybody, I'm excited about today. I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited about the things that start today. And, and uh, you know, if you were not able to be here this morning for, a, for the Bible study, the, uh, the, the all adult, all, anyone who wants to come, it's in the big, the big uh, classroom way in the back. Uh, Brian and Larry are leading it, and they're going to walk through Acts. And we have junior confirmation in the library. We have senior confirmation, but I'm also going to be offering it to any adult that wants to come. If you want to come, come alongside. We had two adults today, so you won't be alone, I promise. But come, I'm a, not a hard teacher. I want you to have heart knowledge. I really don't care if you have the head knowledge. I mean, I want them both, but my main focus is here, okay? So please come. And then, of course, downstairs we have all sorts of things going on. Uh, I know there was an email sent, sent out. Please read the email. It gives you the exact who's teaching, who's, what time it's at, what room it's in. Feel free. Larry talked about this prayer book. Grab one. We're going to be using it all the time. You need to have it with you. There's places to make notes. Uh, Wednesdays, we're going to be praying downstairs in the youth room from 6.30 to 8. Please come, even if it's for 10 minutes. Come and spend some time with your Lord, okay? Me, some of the deacons will be there to be there if you want someone to pray with you. We also have bookmarkers, easy to understand. First one, how to study your Bible. What? It's that easy. Next one. So what we're going to talk about today. The church in Acts taking it to the streets. And we're going to take, we're, yep, you're right. There's a song by the Doobie Brothers out there called Taking It to the Streets. And you might, you might hear it eventually. But recap last week. We talked last week about growth through, through prayer. We talked about growth through worship together, growth through fellowship, and that it all equals and brings us to daily soul winning. Okay. And that's exactly what we're going to be studying for the next 12 weeks. And I think it might even go longer. So, what's the background in Acts? Who wrote Acts? Acts was written by Luke. Luke was the writer. He's a Gentile physician. He was a Gentile physician, and the purpose was to give the accurate. He's a doctor, so he's going to be factual, right? You're not going to get one that says, well... Hopefully that works. No, they're factual. This is what actually happened. It was an accurate account of the birth and growth of the Christian church. It was written between 63 and 70 A.D., and, and it connected the link between Jesus Christ's life and the life of the church between the Gospels and the letters. That's what we're going to study. The linking book that kind of made everything, oh, that's how it works. But it's also the start of the church. And the big thing was, is that there was, like you saw on the video, there was 120 or 115 people that were there, and, uh, and they were waiting because they didn't know what to do. But they finally, it sunk in. They were meant to take it to the streets. 
So with that being said, have you ever heard this song before? Heard this one? Everybody going to sing? Stand up and sway? No, we're not out for supper. We're not at Chili's or Applebee's. We are... Stop, stop. We are at <laughs> Elam Lutheran Church. But those, but you know, we were talking about that song, and I don't want to. That I, I, I hope you don't take it that I was, that I'm trying to be, super entertaining. But I want you to hear the words to this song, okay? You don't know me, but I'm your brother. I've been living here. You don't know my kind in your world. Fairly soon, the time will tell. And there comes the little chorus there. You, I won't sing it. Tell me the things you're going to do for me. I ain't blind and I don't like, but I don't like what I see. Taking it to the streets. No more need for running. Taking it to the streets. Take this message to my brother. You will find him everywhere. Wherever people live together, tied in in Poverty, poverty's despair. And it goes on and on. Tell me, tell me the things you're going to do for me. I ain't blind and I don't like what I see. Taking it to the streets. And I, you know, the first time we discussed that song, I'm like, I am not going to use a lyric from the Doobie Brothers. But then I read it and said, wait a second. It's exactly what this is saying. Take it to the streets. You don't know who I am. The world doesn't get me either. But you know what? I have brothers everywhere. And they're hurting. We need to go find them. Anything wrong with that? Okay, good. All right. I don't need to go start looking for a new job. All right, good. Jesus continues here teaching and training his disciples, his apostles, and he gives them three things. Confirmation, he gives them a command, and he gives them a commission. Jesus completely gives them assurance, or let's say he does this, he gives them a promise. So the first thing we're going to take a look at is the confirmation. The confirmation, what's going on? There is a recorder, which is Luke. There is a recipient, which is Theophilus. And there is a reason to confirm the, resurre the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Those are what he's, that's the confirmation that's being done. As we said in the book of Acts, Luke continues his story that he began in his gospel covering the 30 years after Jesus was taken into heaven. During that short time, the church was established and the good news of salvation was spreading throughout the world, even to the capital of the Roman Empire. Those preaching the good news through ordinary people with human frailties and limitations were empowered by the Holy Spirit to take it all over the world. Look in the mirror. 
frailties, impurities, anything that makes you fail. I watched four of us play golf yesterday. I said I was not going to mention any names. Peter, Dylan, Brooks. I was the only good one. Just kidding, just kidding. I was awful. <laughs> Frailties. And he used those people to spread the gospel. This was what was going on. This is the confirmation. This is, this is what's going on. Acts 7, if we jump forward into Acts 17, verse 6, it says this. After they were going out and doing their thing, guess what? They got in trouble. We're talking to the disciples here. But they went out to find them, and they dragged Jason and some of the other believers before the city officials, shouting, these men who have caused trouble over all the world have now come to us. Let's get rid of them. Luke here is telling us that the disciples were eyewitnesses. They saw everything that was going on, and they had everything that happened to Jesus, and they saw everything that went on around his whole ministry, his life before his crucifixion, and the 40 days after his resurrection, he taught them even more about the kingdom of God. He kept teaching them. They were about to face imprisonment. They were about to face beatings, rejection, martyrdom. But they never compromised their mission. They would, have risked, they would not have risked and given their lives for something that they thought was a fraud. They knew Jesus was alive. And the early church was filled with enthusiasm of others. Enthusiasm to go out to others. We need to know so that we can have confidence in their testimony. And today, many centuries later, we can still be confident that our faith is based on fact. What the early church started, we must continue. It's foundational. We are called to take it to the streets. Over the next month, months, they're broken down into four sections. Each month has a section. The first one, we're going to have interior prayer. Interior prayer, like what, 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 what Larry did today. Next week, we're going to have a drama. Week two is going to be drama week most of the time. In case we need extra time, but anyways. Third week, external prayer. We're going to invite you to meet us somewhere. Guess what? We're going to go to the fire department, or the police department, or the government buildings, or the schools, or other churches in our community, or we're going to go stand out by the flag and pray. We're going to show up, grab hands, and thank the Lord for what he's doing and ask him for blessings. Can you do it? Will you willing to stand with your brothers and sisters? That's the first way we're going to take it to the streets. 
Fourth week, we're going to do something that's going to be tangible, something that you're going to be able to touch, something that you're going to be able to see, something that you're going to be able to take home and go, I get it. That's the next three, three months. Every week, we're going to do that. Boom, 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 boom. There's a, there's a method to our madness. Let's take it to the streets. So we saw, so we saw the, the, uh, that, that, that there is a confirmation. Now we're going to see the command. The command is the, is the second thing. The command is that the disciples, uh, or they're called apostles in Acts, are to remain in Jerusalem until they are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Here we see a fantastic, I'm going to read it to you, verse 4 and 5. If you have your Bibles, turn it to Acts chapter 1. If you want to follow along in the Bible in your pew, it's on page 770. Every pew has a Bible. 770. I'll give you a second. Acts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Verse four and five. Gather them together. He commanded and then and, and, and gather them together. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised. Which is, he said, "You hear, you heard from, or you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you will baptize with the Holy Spirit not many days from now." Wow. We see the Father. We see Jesus talking. We also see the Holy Spirit. We see the Trinity. The Trinity is being talked to, and it's being described in a very unique relationship of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If Jesus had stayed on earth, I I want you to get this. I want you to get this. If Jesus had stayed on earth, his physical presence would have limited, limited the spread of the good news. Why? Why do you think? Because he was a man. And he couldn't be everywhere at all times. I must leave you now, and he's going to send the helper, the advocate, the Holy Spirit. Who's here today? Isn't that awesome? You're in the presence right now of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that cool? And he's going to talk. And share, remind you, convict you, love you. He's going to command you. He's going to tell you exactly what he wants. And that he, the Holy Spirit, who is part of the Trinity, who is the same as Jesus, who is the same as God, is talking to you. The Holy Spirit will comfort, he will guide and he will correct words to say, will give you the correct words to say, and you will be and you will be filled with the power of the Spirit. John chapter 16, verse 13 through 15 says this. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take care of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has for are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes care of mine and will disclose it to you. Those are words of Jesus. Saying, I got to go, but I'm never going to leave you. 
But guess what happens? We're human. They got a little confused. Chapter, verse 6. The apostles wanted to know if Jesus would establish his kingdom now. During the years of Jesus' ministry on earth, the disciples continually wondered some things. Here's some of the things that they thought. Well, when would it come, the kingdom of God? What would their role be? Okay. In the traditional view, the Messiah would be an earthly conqueror who would free Israel from Rome. Remember the whole thing? Who's the best of us? Who's going to be, uh, or, or, or the mom oh, comes up and says, uh, would you put one son on your right and one son on your left? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> he goes, y'all, y'all aren't getting it yet. The kingdom of God is not here. The kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. The spirit of God is everywhere. Spirit of God is in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. Spirit of God. Everybody says, well, I hope I go to heaven. Can can you point me where it is up there? Or to hell. I know the center of the earth is full of magma. And I know that it's really hot down there. There's probably a little guy with a pitchfork hanging down there going, come on down. Is that, is that, is that what we're being taught? No. no. He's talking about, I need you to get it. I need you to get the thought process. I need to have it interior. I want it in your heart so that you can take it to the streets. He had to clarify in verse 7. Verse 7 says, he said to them, it is not for you to know the time or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority. Epochs means dates, okay? Like other Jews, the disciples were unhappy. They were upset about the Roman rulers and they wanted Jesus to free them. They wanted to bring in the big dog. They didn't get it their way, did they? Jesus replied that God the Father sets the timetable for all events. Guess what, church? He sets the things in our world, in our nation, in each one of our persons. If you want change in your life, God has to make the change. Don't become impatient. Instead, trust his timetable. This week I had a I had a I had a devotion one one morning and you all know I'm a very impatient person. But it came to Genesis 16, 1 through 6, which we're talking about Abram, uh, Sarai, and Hagar. What did they do? Do you know, you know the story? You know the story? Yeah, you do? Okay. The story is this. Sarah wants a baby. Bad. I need a baby. Hagar can do it. I can have babies. Abram did what he had to do. What happened to that timetable? His name is Ishmael. Genesis chapter 16, 1 through 6. Go look it up. It's a great story. But what does that story tell us? It shows us human frailty. It shows us human 
issues. Human impatience. That when we don't get our way, I don't keep looking at you all the time. This sermon is just for you. <laughs> Next time you'll be wearing sunglasses like, can't tell if I'm sleeping. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's pointed to us. This is what happened that, I mean, you do know who Abram becomes when God changes his name. Abraham, very good. Abraham, the father of all, right? The one that God said, I'm going to, there will be so many stars in there. Your, your, your descendants will be higher than, you'll have more than the stars in the sky. He jacked it up before he got there, though. And God said, do you get me now? I got this. So he's telling me and you the same thing. I got this. Can you trust me? I know you're going through hard times. I feel it. And God says, I got you. Confirmation, the command. But then guess what he does next? The commission. Have you ever been commissioned? You were given a task to do? Oh, yes, of course. I know your dad. I know he has. And your mom. But now the commission comes. We see that in verses 6 through 8. We've already read, I think, 6, right? 6 or 7. One of those ones. 7. But here's, here's 8. But if you receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and even to the remote part of the earth. He didn't just say, church, I need you to go and hang out in Lake Stevens. In fact, I think I just need you to hang out in the four blocks around Elam. Nope. He sent them out. He sent them to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, but that wasn't even enough throughout the whole world, the remote part of the world. Luke 24, 48 through 49, you are the witness of all these things, and behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you're clothed and powered from on high. I need you to get protection, brother. John 15, 27, and you will testify also because you have been with me from the beginning. If you don't think I'm, I mean, look it up, 1527, John. The power we're talking about here is the believers received from the Holy Spirit include courage, boldness, confidence, insight, abilities, and authority. The disciples would need all of these gifts to fulfill their mission. Jesus instructed them. Jesus wanted them to be a witness to all people in all nations. Jesus wanted them to talk about him. They were, they were told to wait first. Anybody like waiting? Game's not on for another hour and a half. Don't worry. You see that thing I put on Facebook of the sheep jumping out of the trailer? 
That was so funny. I, saw, I had to put it up there. It was a sheep that was jumping out of the trailer, and it says this is what it, it looks like on the first day of football season after church. Everyone's like, whoa! I hope it was, like I said, I hope it was because they were filled with the joy and love of Jesus. So we have to wait till at least 115 Seahawks play. I had to say that to wake you all up again. But here we go. Last part here is this. They had to wait. And like I said, no one likes to wait, do we? No one. We don't like to wait at a, at a restaurant. We don't like to wait for uh, our car to be worked on or it could be worked on at all. We don't like to wait for our spouse as they get ready to, as we go out to eat. We don't like to wait for, put it in there. What is it? Huh? Traffic. There's no traffic in Lake Stevens, especially on the trestle at 3 o'clock. <laughs> Didn't Nisa's baby to be born? Oh, yeah. She was like, thank the Lord. But, you know, sometimes do we ever then take over? Jesus told his disciples, I need you to wait. I need you to sit right here in this room and wait for the Spirit to come. Because when he comes, he's going to give you the courage you need, the strength you need, the confidence you need, the protection you need. He's going to give you everything you need, the boldness and the ability to say, Hi, can I tell you about Jesus? He's an awesome dude. I'm going to pick on you all day. You'll never sit here again, will you? Nope. nope. <laughs> Go sit with Kelly because she just sits there. I'm not sitting in the front row because I know what you do with people in the front row. I won't spit on you, though, because I'm very dry. Anyways, <laughs> her husband's back there going, that's right. I'm not sitting up there ever, never, never. Should I come back and talk to you, too? No, he's like, sure, come on back. I'm way bigger than you. But no, he asked them to wait. He asked them to wait. Have we ever got in front of God and say, okay, Gore, uh, you told me to wait, but I'm going to hurry up and prep. I'm going to prep for you. I'm going to prep for you. Okay? I'm going to do it. Here, 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 here. Okay, good. We're going to go this way, Lord. And he's over here going, where'd you go? This is the way we're going. And after that, we're going to go this way. <sighs> Sorry. Have we ever done that? Lord, we are going to grow this church like crazy. We're going to advertise. We're going to get the pastor to go and visit everybody. We're going to actually go and have visitation parties. We're going to get together. We're going to go to somebody's house. We're coming to your house, and you won't know when we show up. But if you ever miss a Sunday, oh, we're coming. We're going to surround your house. And we're going to pray for you. That's a great way to get people to church, right? Brother, we just, we've been missing you, so we thought we'd come over and surround you in love. No. Larry shared an, uh, a percentage. 86% of people that come to church have been invited by somebody that goes to church. 6% are visitation parties. I'm not a big, I don't dig visitation parties. 
6% is the pastor. Just being out and about, shaking hands, and being friendly. Guess what? How much percentage is from advertising? Who said that? Okay. <laughs> She's good at math. Two. But, but, but you know what the devil does? The devil attacks the leadership in the church when they see those flyers. I get them every day. We stink. No one wants to come to our church. We don't have the cool stuff. You know what we got? We got Jesus. And if people come, we're going to show them Jesus. We're going to show them the gospel. We're going to show them salvation. We're going to show them God's grace, mercy, and love. We're going to do our part that he calls us to do. But guess who actually does the work? The Holy Spirit. Thank you. Who is the same as Jesus? Who is the same as God? They're a trinity. There we go. Back to the beginning. Church, today is about this. It's about being filled. Listening to God as he gives us a command, as he confirms what's going on, as he commands us what to do, and as he commissions us to go.